Welcome back to the Sun 938 Podcast, a ministry of Baptist Missions designed to encourage, equip, and inspire the next generation of missionary servants and the churches who will send them. I'm your host, Steve Anderson, Administrator for North American, Asian, and South Pacific Ministries, and I'm joined today in the Global Ministry Center by Jonathan Stilwell, our Administrator for our Latin-speaking South American Ministries and one of the missionary families that you are responsible for. Sam and Maria Conover are serving in Honduras. Good to have each of you with us today. It's good to be here. Sam, Maria, uh, you guys are are serving in Honduras, uh, but why don't you share with us a little bit about how the Lord led you there as we use this as an opportunity to introduce our podcast listeners to some of our ministry teams around the globe. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Anderson, for the opportunity. We uh, are privileged to be there serving uh, since 2000. I surrendered my life to serve the Lord, do whatever he would have for me as a 15-year-old, and had my ups and downs spiritually from age 15 uh, all the way up to the point I actually visited the field in 1999. Uh, I had been praying about visiting Honduras and actually serving in Honduras because uh, uh, missionary Marty Howell had invited me to come and serve with him as a single adult. I was about 35 years old, and so I started praying in 97 about going to the field and and serving. I already had my theological training uh, uh, in pastoral studies, both undergraduate and graduate level, and so was praying for that opportunity always since the uh, call to serve in a pastoral counseling role. And so after about two years praying, I had an opportunity to go and visit the field in uh, 99, March of 99, with a, a mission team from my brother's church, uh, John Conover. And uh, I, after praying for those two years, God opened the door and even free plane tickets to go to Honduras to work with World Relief, a relief uh, project, even that through Baptist Mid, but the free airline tickets came from American Airlines. Huh. So God provided the actual airline fare to go, and uh, it was there that I sensed God's leading even more, uh, met with the Howells, and uh, my brother had already met my wife, Maria, years before I did on mission trips to Honduras. And uh, he told me he was interested in introducing me to her on this one week trip. And, <laughs> and so uh, the mission uh, to help with hurricane relief uh, victims there turned into uh, an encounter with my future wife. So yeah. uh, there was just so much involved with the God's call over the years, even from my teenage years, and then uh, God putting all the pieces of the puzzle together, it was just amazing. And uh, after, yeah, about a year and a half after we met, we uh, we got married there in Honduras. So, so if someone asked Maria about how the Lord got you to Honduras, it would have something to do with being born there, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, talk to me a little bit about uh, how you knew uh, Sam's brother, because you said he, your brother John knew her before you. So, was there a connection to a, a ministry there that you were a part of, or through the church? Okay, you know, he came. Sam's brother came to my church and uh, helped with the teams. You know, uh, painting chairs, 
do something in the church. Mm. So that one day he says, hey, you know, I have a younger brother, single. Maybe someday <laughs> you can meet him. So well, that was, praise the Lord for older brothers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's cool. Now, uh, you guys raised a family there on the mission field. Uh, so talk to yes. us a little bit about your family and, and uh, what the dynamics of raising kids in the mission field looks like. And of course, uh, it's this is a this is a unique question to ask of someone who's a native to the nation that you're serving in and someone who's not <laughs> because often that question what's it like to raise kids in the mission field is is a good question for someone who's who's looking at it as a foreign field it's an odd question when you're talking to someone who's uh-huh. under and so tell me about this okay i guess i can go first i uh my goodness i was 39 when our first child came uh, joy marie and and then uh well, 43 when our second child came. And uh, I tell people all the time, you know, as a, as a, even as a single, I never was just longing to have children. But, uh, uh, and then they asked, what, would you want a boy or a girl? And I, I always would say a boy. And then God gave us two girls. And uh, just the miracle of, how all that changed in my mind. I could not imagine raising a boy. We only have two girls and so thrilled with two healthy girls. And it's been uh, a challenging thing to raise uh, bilingual girls in a, in, in a developing country like Honduras. But uh, overall, uh, God's grace has been sufficient. Uh, Maria's uh, commitment to them and our family and just being a wonderful home uh, maker has just been made it so so much easier and so i'm really grateful for her yeah well praise god for a good wife then yes too. yes thank you yeah you, folks would well, i also have two girls and uh, folks would often ask when when my wife was pregnant you know do you want a boy or a girl and the, the standard answer you're supposed to give is it doesn't matter as long as they're healthy right Right, Jonathan? Uh, that's right. <laughs> the answer I would always give is it doesn't matter as long as they're entertaining. <laughs> and the Lord gave us a couple of very entertaining young girls. So, yes. You know, the Lord gave us two girls as well, but afterward he gave us three boys on top of that. Uh, so. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I used to say, too, I'd rather have two girls that I'm responsible for protecting than two boys I'm responsible for apologizing for all the yes. time. Uh, you, you know, go. I was able to visit the... Huh? The Conover's in Honduras a couple, almost three years ago now. Yeah. And it was amazing to see your two girls uh, involved in the ministry. Would you like to share with us some of the participation that they had in the ministry? Um, my oldest uh, daughter, Joy, um, helped uh, Coleman uh, to do Wednesday night, teaching the kids, you know. And that helped a lot to Ruth, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other one, uh, my youngest, eh, it's helping me with the Sunday school uh, with the kids, you know. Because sometimes I have like five little children. And so <laughs> she helped me with, with them to give the, the class and everything. And that's a blessing to have the, the girls. Yeah. Are they they're both there with you? Or you've got one that's here in the States at least, right? Yes, Okay, one's in college and, and the other is still at home. Up home, right. yes. Yeah, good, good. Right. Having a, a family involved in ministry rather than parents who are just doing ministry and their kids happen to be there <laughs> is a is a pretty dynamic difference between what successful long-term ministries are going to look like and what 
Amen. what an inability to continue doing long-term ministry will probably look like. So well done for in involving them. Um, talk to us a little bit about the, the dynamics of your current ministry. So you've been in Honduras since 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000. Uh, so, so what, uh, what have you specifically been involved in in missionary endeavor, and what does your current ministry look like? Our two ministry roles are church planning and, and uh, national leadership, training leadership. And uh, so we've had so many very varying types of theological training, uh, mostly uh, modular courses from professors coming from the states over the over the years, and that's been a blessing. And so currently, every year we have a modular course taught, taught by a PEP uh, Ministries uh, prof PEP. professor, the past, uh, Pastoral Enrichment Program yep. through, through BMM. Ministry of Baptist Missions. Yep. Yep. So that's a blessing. Uh, we've also used a lot of the EBI uh, Institute training, basically a church institute type approach. And, and e so EBI is another... Ministry of Baptist Missions, yes, yes. Spanish publication ministry. Excellent ministry. Jonathan, give us the name. I'll butcher it if I try and, <laughs> if I try and say it. Editorial Bautista Independiente, which basically means the Baptist Independent Baptist Editorial or Independent Baptist Publishing House. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, so our mother church is pastored now by uh, a Honduran pastor, uh, Anacleto Lacayo, uh, coastal uh, um, African Honduran. And uh, that, that in itself is uh, not very common, but we're just thrilled to see his growth. And he's, he's got over 20 years in the church, and mm. so he's been a stable, uh, godly pastor along with his wife. Um, so uh, I, with his help, started a daughter church, uh, in 2007, and uh, so that church is where I focus most of my attention, helping the, the national leaders there in a, a urban, uh, very transitory, poor neighborhood downtown. And uh, so Ruth as well, our uh, single assistant, is there in that downtown work, uh, laboring uh, faithfully with the children and teens, and uh, so, and then just a year ago, a year and a half ago, God provided a 17-acre property in the mountains. And so I'm uh, working to develop that into a camp institute uh, facility. Uh, so we're driving about two hours out of our city to the mountains to work with that, developing that property. So between uh, leadership training and uh, intern, well, well, temporary, excuse me, pastoral responsibilities in the downtown church uh, and the camp property, I, I keep, uh, keep busy. Good, good. When I visited you in Honduras, I saw that part of you, Sam. You enjoyed the mountains. And uh, it wasn't surprising to me that eventually you bought a property in the mountains for the camping ministry. <laughs> it just kind of... I think it combines two of the desires that you have, the outdoors, the mountains, and also the ministry to young people and others yes. as well. And I personally am excited about the altitude of that uh, mountain location because it rises up above the heat of the surrounding area yes. to rise a more cool environment. Yes. 
Yes. Yes. That's... So is the goal then to develop that into a, a camp that uh, local churches there would be able to use for youth camps, or is this a is this a, um, a, a kind of an adult retreat type of environment, or or any and all of those things? It is all of those things. In fact, uh, we had a pastors' fellowship recently with around twenty pastors, and one of the pastors said, "Hey, we're looking forward to uh, doing our youth camp at that." at that property uh, the next year uh, that when it becomes available. And so our local national pastors and churches are looking forward to using that property Good, good. as as soon as possible. So yeah. Camp camp ministries have been a pretty vital part of Latin American ministry for a lot of years for our, our BMM family. It's been serving down there. That's right. And I say that knowing that your experience in Peru has been, you know, the uh, Bible college that we have in Peru was started because in 1972, February or so, nine or ten students or campers decided to follow the Lord in full-time service. And so the missionaries and pastors said, well, we need to train these men and women now. And so two two months later, they started the Peru Baptist Bible College, which now is uh, 50 years in service for the Lord. Amen. Wow. Well, God. <laughs> So if if uh, if somebody came to you and and said you know the Lord's been giving me an interest in in Honduras and uh, you know, I'm curious about what opportunities might exist for me to serve there, young, old, single, married, no matter who that person is, what what would your response be? What opportunities exist? Because we know the needs are many and varied and and probably inexhaustible, but what opportunities do you see for for ministry I would I would say that there's various but as a you know, just a top priority it would be the leadership training um, someone who has a passion for Institute Bible College leadership training to uh, administrate develop that more uh, that you know serving Surrendered leaders, as John just mentioned, uh, even young people that are looking towards uh, servant leadership, um, that that would definitely be uh, one of the, I guess, the top priority. And then, of course, uh, camp-minded servants of the Lord that really want to uh, pour their lives into camp ministry, seeing how that is so important, how Christ took his disciples away from the busyness of everyday ministry and and they rested a while and they refreshed themselves. So serving local churches uh, through camp ministry, developing local leaders of churches is 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 uh, so so needed and uh, so we can certainly use the help. And I, I just recently in Hebrews six uh, ten, God uh, just encouraged me through this verse uh, where it says, God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you've showed toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister, do continue ministering. And uh, we desire that every one of you do, do show the same diligence uh, to the full assurance of hope un, unto the end. Uh, I'm 59, and, uh, you know, the end is in sight humanly speaking, as far as age-wise, but I mean, to the end, uh, as, soon as, as long as God gives me breath to serve him, but then to be able to 
turn that turn those ministries over to the others, to the nationals, even to young, young missionaries coming onto the field. Uh, wow, no greater joy. To, yeah, to amen. Yeah, that's wonderful. What does the ministry team in Honduras look like? Uh, th- as we say, three units. Uh, there's two married couples, and then a uh, single missionary lady. So okay. three different missionaries uh, serving in the same city, mm-hmm. the second largest city, over a million people. Much do there as well as in the other areas. You know, the other couple is even older than you are, and not <laughs> to say that you're old. <laughs> I'm right there with you, but uh, they are pushing retirement age, and so that is uh, another indicator of the need for more laborers in Honduras. Yes. And, uh, Amen. I like your emphasis on training laborers, on training nationals. That is where the future of a country is. Yes. Yeah. So, with an awareness of of maybe some opportunities that exist there, some specific strategic needs and an awareness of what the team looks like there. How might someone pray for you, uh, your ministry and, and the ministry of your teammates uh, and for the country of Honduras? What, what are some enduring ways that, that someone today or a year from now could pray for you? Pray for uh, strength and wisdom as we, uh, there's actually three daughter churches out of the mother church. And so I have direct uh, contact with four churches and of course the camp uh, property and the camp ministries and, 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 and administration really over the uh, leadership training uh, classes. And uh, so uh, that's a definite uh, need to, for prayer for, for Maria. Uh, obviously she's looked to for, wisdom and guidance for the ladies' ministries and children's ministries. Uh, continue. Please pray for, for her. Uh, Maria, do you have anything that prayer request that you might want to mention? <laughs> no. Wisdom. Wisdom. With, uh, the work, you know. Mm-hmm. Be more uh, flexible in situation in the church and that's his, I, I think that's the, the things that I want yeah. people pray, you know. All right. Well, we'll be happy to do that. And I, I trust that someone who's listening today has been encouraged and and uh, would take up the, the mantle of responsibility of praying for you that way and be happy that Thank you. Uh, they'd be able to do that. So we're grateful for what you're doing, what you have done, what the Lord's led you to do in Honduras and what the Lord would have you do in the years ahead. Also thankful for all of you listening today. No matter what platform you're listening on, be sure to leave us a five-star review help others find the send 938 podcast and you can reach us with comments or questions at send 938 at bmm.org and as always we'll see you here next time on the send 938 podcast